all seem to know things I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. Hello, thanks for joining us for this West London Sport QPR podcast. Usual lineup this week. I've got West London Sports Ian McCullough and former QPR striker Kevin Gallon here with me. Uh, lads, I don't think we'd be getting together again uh, so soon. Obviously, the season's not start restarted yet after the World Cup, but as you all watching and listening will know by now, QPR are looking for a new manager again following McBeal's departure to Glasgow Rangers. Um, and just before we start as well, I just want to say if you want your business or your message to be heard by two to 4,000 people a week, then you can advertise with us. Just email info at westlondonsport.com. Um, yeah, well, Kev, we'll come on to what's next in a bit and where QPR go from here. But first of all, just your reaction to everything that's happened over the last, I suppose, sort of week or so when the reports first start coming out that he might go. Um, disappointed, relieved, angry? How are you, uh, how are you feeling about all this? I'm not angry. Um, first things first, can we just uh, say comment on the Ian's top, which is a lovely top. Um, <laughs> not petty one. Really minute. nice. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm not angry. A little bit disappointed only because of what was said a month ago regarding integrity and I'm staying. Um, but you can't have a man. Uh, when I, was it last week, last Monday, I think I texted the guys on this pod that uh, when uh, Van Brock was, uh, lost his job, I said, what did I say? I said, uh, Mick Bill will get that along those lines. Because I heard... You're room. in the know, mate. Pardon? In the wrong job. I you said you're in the know, you're in the wrong job. Yeah, and I knew that because I've heard uh, whispers that he, he wanted the Glasgow Rangers job. But the thing which is, you can't have a manager who's always looking over his shoulder if he thinks there's something better and you hold to ransom. You know, it's not... It's not that you can't have a manager who's always like, oh, the next uh, thing I'm, I'm moving on. Um, look, young players have come to the club. Mm, I'd say Tim, because of his connections at Aston Villa. Um, maybe Laird, you know, came to the club because maybe Mick Bill told him a, a story. The players that have come in the summer, they've been sold a story that, you know, they're building a project here or we're trying to get promotion. I feel sorry for them. They've been sort of, they'll probably be let down. And the, the disappointing thing for me is, is basically you get a new manager coming in now and everyone starts again, where I know we hadn't had a good, like last month of the seat, uh, month just gone where, is it one win in five or one point in five? I don't, it hasn't been great since the, um, since the, the Wolves um, connection. But if you've got a manager who keeps turning, getting his head turned, I think, I think it's best he leaves. If you don't want to be here, if you don't want to be at QPR, go and get someone in who wants to be at QPR and, uh, and and move on and move forward and move forward stronger. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you mentioned the Wolves stuff there and obviously that was only just over a month ago that all that came about. But I mean, he obviously said that it came out of the blue and it came out of nowhere. I mean, anyone that knows kind of football knows that these things don't just come out of the blue, do they? There's always a reason for these things coming about. Um, you mentioned the quote there, obviously, loyalty and integrity. That's the big one that's come out after and not being the first one to run away from the ship when it uh, when it gets a bit tough. And obviously that lasted about a month. Um, and I mean, even speaking to, to you, Ian, about a month ago, he was talking about, um, you know, saying it's a long term project and, you know, everyone needs to calm down. I'm looking forward to things just calming down now so he can get on with the job and he's going to be the manager at QPR and 
you know, it just shows, I suppose, again, that there isn't any loyalty and integrity in football apart from those who support the club, really. Absolutely. And as you can see, for those who listen to this sort of podcast, uh, I'm sacrificing professionalism today by wearing uh, <laughs> a very old QPR Celtic style retro kit that was worn many years ago. Um, that's my way of my feelings about what Mike, Michael Beale's done. Um, I mean, personally, from a, from a, you know, I've sat in all of his press conferences he joined and uh, feel a little bit hoodwinked, really. And, um, you know, going back to what Kevin just said about the players, there's probably a squad of players there thinking a similar thing. Um, you know, all the messages he said about a project, we're just starting out here and we know where we want to be. I'm only four months into the job. Let's see where we are in Jack. And all of a sudden, you know, he's been here four months. He's been the favourite for the Village job at one stage, the favourite for the Wolves job at one stage. And now he's the Glasgow Rangers manager. And you sort of go, mm. how's this happened? Because <laughs> let's, let's be frank about it. The, the record it, since he's left is what? It's okay. But the reality is he's inherited a really good situation in from Mark Warburton. And the players that have... I mean, Kenneth Powell and Ethan Laird aside, the players that have done the business for him this season, well, he inherited them from Mark Warburton. So it's not like he's come along at QPR and built some amazing side. And the other fact is that, you know, if Steven Gerrard is still at Aston Villa and they're sitting at kind of 7th or 8th in the Premier League, is Mick Beale going to be the Glasgow Rangers manager? Probably not. But this is a guy, he he has a, he, he, he's banging on about like not, you know, moving to London, greatest city in the world, good to be home and that, but his family have made, kept their house in Birmingham. Mm. He's saying yesterday now, this is where my family really want to be, Glasgow's home, etc. Well, it just seems all along he was using this job at QPR as leverage to get the Glasgow Rangers job. I mean, really, it's an utter no-no in managerial circles is that when a manager's under pressure, you don't turn up publicly at a stadium. And he's done exactly that at Ibrox the other week. From Broncos, under the pump, and there's Michael Beale there, you know, posting on Instagram, guest of honour at Ibrox, good to be back, etc., etc. It's not a good look, is it? Now, in his defence... It's a terrible look. In his defence, that 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 trip will organise kind of six weeks earlier. But if that is the case, don't be plastering it all over Instagram. Yeah, that's you the bad thing, bad. isn't it? That he's advertised you know, it so much. It's it's wrong, and really, in twenty-one games of professional manager, now he's he's in charge at Rangers. So good luck to him. He might be the best, the best thing to happen in English football since sliced bread. But it's a pretty small sample size, really, isn't it? And it just seems he's got his own PR machine that's got him from. Aston Villa to here and now to Glasgow Rangers in the space of six months. So it just seems all along his plan was to get back to Glasgow and he's been successful in that. And, you know, the club get criticised quite rightly sometimes the things that have done, but they, they've not done a lot wrong here, really. Um, and I feel quite sorry for he's disabilised the playing staff, the fan base, people running the club. It, it's a bad look, isn't it? It really is a bad look. And... You know, we all know there's no loyalty in football. The only fact that you said, Dan, the only people that are loyal are the fans, you know, and everyone looks after number one. But honestly, I can't think ever of a manager who's taken a job as a former number two to become a number one and is in a job four months and moving on to pastors new. People get sacked, fair enough, but it's unheard of. I think, racking my brain, the last time I can remember it happening was Steve Bruce doing it to Palace. He left Birmingham 
as a player, went to Palace as a manager, had a good start, and then sort of before Christmas he was managing Birmingham City again. That's the only time I can remember it happening. And Steve Bruce is a much more household name than, than Michael Beale. But yeah, so I've had my little rant now. And um <laughs> got it off your chest. I'm going back to and I agree with you, considering um I'm I'm not here to slag Mick Beale off if, if he wants to go to Glasgow Rangers, that's up to him. And I I actually agree and totally I mean, turning up at Glasgow Rangers, whatever, when the manager's under pressure, that, that is not a good look. But regarding the playing and uh, the taking over a good squad, you're 100% right. I still believe QPR, when everyone's fit and playing well, are a top six, top six side. I do believe with two or three injuries for being a top 10 side. The one thing he did do um, that was a little, that was different from Warburton last season. And that was playing a back four. So all, other than that, the style of play is exactly the same. Your best player is still Woolock. <laughs> I think there's been upgrade on the on the right back and the left back. Now, whether that is to do with the recruitment or Mick Bill, we don't know. But other than that, nothing's really changed from last season. So I look. It is unheard of. 20 games. I think this time last season we were in the same position or better than um, than this season. But fair play to him. Let's move on. Let's try and get someone in who can continue the same um, sort of style of play. That, but where you're right about the destabilisation of the players, look, a manager comes in, and I've seen it loads of times, and they have different ideas on football, and they have different ideas on what they want and who they want to play and how they want to play. Now, the next manager has to try and get the best out of his best, his better players. And we'll have to wait and see uh, who that is. Yeah, you're totally right. And I think, you know, the Leeus and Amit Batista made a big song and dance about how they went through this rigorous process to get to Mick Beale and what they wanted. And this happens all the time that club players, you know, Clubs lose their managers mid-season, but manage to kind of continue the succession of how the way the team plays. Brentford have done it when Dean Smith left to go to Villa. Southampton have done it numerous times. Um, Brighton have done it to a degree with the managers they've had. Um, and if that process is as rigorous as they're all making it out to be, then they should. They, I mean, I know they've got shortlist drawn up from you know the previous searches they've had. Then you should have yeah, one that long ago, in. so hopefully it ain't changed too much. <laughs> well, they had a, they had a shortlist drawn up when he was linked with the Wolves job, so it's reasonably mm. fresh. And let's let's come on, we know how football works. There would have been hundreds of people putting their hands up for this job. It's a pretty thin, decent job still. Um, yeah. So there'll be no shortage of people that want it, but it's about finding that sort of person that continues to play in a similar way, knows the players, knows the squad, knows the division. And you'd hope it's a fairly reasonably seamless transition. Um, well, they're, know, we're not going to get. Go, not... They're going to go for a manager, a young. Uh, this is my opinion. They're going to go for a very similar situation where they're going to get a young, youngish coach, stroke manager, and um, someone who's just going to come and just you deal with the team, and we'll do uh, we'll deal with everything else around it. Um, so when I hear people say, "Oh," I mean, I heard someone on Twitter say Daniel Fark from Mutch and Gladbach. I was like, 
Mucha and Gladbach. They get 50,000 every week. <laughs> one of their players is an international. They're like one of the big... I'm, I'm baffled. They're not going to go for an old-style type manager. They're going to go for a, a younger, in my opinion, a younger type coach, a mixed bill type younger coach. That's sort of a bit of the trend at the moment. Let's go a bit younger and we have that sort of um, coach, director of football above him and all that. That's what they're going to go for. To be fair to Bill, he's an excellent communicator and I still enjoy talking to him every week. He's a really good guy to talk to. He's interesting, comes across well and QPR, it was a good appointment. It was because he's a coach, but he's also a communicator. And as you know, Kevin said before, and when Mark Bertram was on it before, that you know, football's about man management, and he had that ability to man manage. So, someone who comes in has got to be able to be a young coach, but they've also got to be able to offer that man management. And you know, the players respected Bill, where he's come from, who he's worked with. It all, it all adds to you know the credibility from the dressing room. So that's going to be the issue they have. Who are they going to bring in that's, you know, Neil Banfield's, you know, worked with Arsenal Menger for 20 years. Michael Bill's worked at, you know, two of the biggest clubs in the country. Um, it, it gives credibility to who he is. If something someone comes in and the players and look at him and go, well, I mean, Kev will be able to describe that far better than I can. But you need to have, you know, the not so much the runs on the board, but also the kind of the, the players' respect of, you know, where you come from, what you've done. Um, to bring someone in that's just a young coach, up-and-coming coach, that isn't, that isn't necessarily going to cut the mustard. You need, look, when a manager comes in and it's brand new, everyone's on their toes. So everyone at QPR now, all the players are like, be giving it. like the fans, they'll be thinking, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? Is he going to be... I'm not going to swear, but <laughs> is he going to be all right? Or is he going to be a nice geezer? Do you know what I mean? And being, look, when a manager comes in and he's a nice bloke, and he's a communicator, and he talks to you properly, and he says, Kevin, you're not playing because of this, that, and the other, and you'll say, okay, all right, well, I'll have to do this, that, and the other better, and then I'll get in the team. Do you understand? Or I've had managers come in and just go, no, you're not playing. We're like, what, what, why? And non-communicate and arrogant and, and stuff like that. So you're right, football management is, I mean, everyone talks about coaching this, he's the best coach, and I'm, I'm I, I, Look, I play football. I play football all my life. You guys probably play football. Like everyone, in the end, and this is like the professionals. In the end, everyone wants just to play a match, eight aside. That's all. All every footballer wants to do. They do all these tactics all day long, and then and then they just everyone's badgering the manager. Can we do an eight aside, Gaffer? Can we do an eight aside? It's all everyone talk every day. Come on, Gaffer. Come on, please, please. And then in the end, they go, yeah, all right. Then and everyone's like, hey, and everyone buzzing. <laughs> So all this oh, cool. yeah, sounds like my uh, under 16s training as well. It really does. This is like for kids. This is from any age group. Everyone just wants to play a match. So you do your tactics and then you, you're badgering the manager, which my boys would be my young lad and he's still, can we play a match? And they go, yeah, we'll play a match. And everyone buzzing again. So, you know, you do your tactics, you do your individual work and then you play a match and then everyone's happy. <laughs> it's not that it's not rocket science. <laughs> You're a set piece coach and this, that, and the other. Yeah, okay. But if you ain't got anyone to head the ball out from like they didn't against Huddersfield, then what's the point of having a set piece coach? Mm. Yeah, That's my rant over working well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only Bill will know his intentions and what they were when he took the QPR job. But I mean, I'm just reading the comments that he said to Sky Sports, he'd done an interview with them. 
saying that he was extremely happy at the club, but there was a couple of opportunities that came along that were very difficult to turn down. Uh, and this one was impossible to turn down. And like you said, Ian, he's sort of talking about family reasons and how Glasgow is his home. But I mean, you look at everything in hindsight and it's re it really doesn't look good. I mean, when he got the QPR, jo QPR job, he's speaking to the Glasgow media, praising up Rangers in his press conference when he's being unveiled as QPR manager. You know, like we said, he's going up to games, he's putting stuff all over his Instagram about Rangers. And it's just like, you know, in hindsight, when you look at what's happened now, it, it really, it's really not a good look for him. I mean, I think, Kevin, you kind of mentioned there, like, you know, it's been like four months. He's, he's barely like changed a lot, really, because, you know, it's, it's four months. He hasn't had a lot of time to change things. But are you a bit surprised at like just how quickly it all came about for him? Because obviously he's got a good reputation in the game, hasn't he? And like we knew when he came to QPR that he had that big reputation behind him. But you know, it's not like they're, they're seventh in the league. The format had been great recently. It's not like he's, you know, they were top of the league, obviously, and that, that was when Wolves come in. But are you a bit surprised by how quickly it's all come about? Or, Well, I mean, I think, I'm not sure the Wolves job was, uh, he was actually turned it down or I don't know if that was just to get his profile up high because the Wolves job is, you got, what's his name, that super agent buying all the players in. Yeah, Mendes, yeah. Yeah, you've got no con sort of control out of, out of anything. You're bottom of the league. You lose a few games, you're going to be, you, you're out. Um, so I'm not too sure that he actually turned them down or it was just maybe, I don't fancy that because it ain't for me. Uh, regarding the Glasgow Rangers job, it's, it's, a, it's a, in Scotland, it's a massive club and, and you've got to be all in Glasgow Rangers and you just got to be, one ahead of Celtic and Celtic have to be one ahead of Glasgow Rangers and if you ain't you're gonna you're you're, you're in trouble so it, it's a big risk for him because at the moment I think Celtic are ahead of Rangers I don't think they'll I think Celtic will win the league this year and you don't start next year well you're under massive you're, you're under massive pressure so uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, dom domestically, it's very different, isn't it? You're basically like QPR competing against all these other clubs, whereas <laughs> in, in Scotland, you're, he's just competing against one other club, essentially, isn't he? And that's that's the pressure. And obviously, there's the European stuff as well that he's uh, that he's got to deal with. And I suppose that is the appeal of it as well as Europe. You know, we're not pretending that the Rangers job isn't an appealing job, but like I said, to, <laughs> to jump ship so quickly when he... It's just for me, like... Oh, I just don't know why he went so big on the integrity and the loyalty stuff. Like he proper went for it in that interview he did with the club after he rejected Wolves. Like he really went hammer in, like to build his reputation up. And like it's you know, <laughs> seeing the flag on Twitter, again, <laughs> you know, his stock was sky high. Like everyone loved him. Everyone was like you know loyal. I mean, it, loyalty will it. be remembered. Ian said it there five minutes ago. He he comes across a very good communicator, and he says the yeah. right things, and He's not shy with the press, is he? He'll always give interviews and he's on Twitter. He's on, well, he ain't on it now, but he's on Twitter, he's <laughs> on Instagram. So, look, fair play to him. Let's move on. Because yeah, the other thing, just one just one last thing on it. I mean, um, Van Bronckhorst is a, was a proper player for Rangers. You know, played them when they were very, very strong. You know, he got in the Europa League final and got to the, won the Scottish Cup. He's been sacked. Exactly. I Something mean, hasn't got any money it's been. That's no, what I'm saying. No, no, Bill's looking at this. I don't think Rangers can. I think Celtic are nine points ahead at the moment. It's a big gap. And Celtic are flying. They've got the momentum. So to overcome that, 
that would be a hell of an achievement to finish top this year. I don't think they will. And then if you're struggling and you don't hit the ground running next season, that start of next season, you're on the verge of getting sacked yourself. So, but let's make but let's not, not make any bones about this. He's taking this job because it's a one step closer to him getting a Premier League job. All he's got to do is go up there and it's a, it's a two-team competition. You finish above Celtic, you win the league, you're in Europe. You know, Stephen Gerrard got the Villa gig on on the back of winning one one Scottish title. Brendan Rodgers got the Leicester gig of doing very well at Celtic. That that it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, if he's as good as a manager as he thinks he is and does well that he's saying similar things to Chelsea or someone like that. Yeah. No. I mean, Graham Potter's, Graham Potter's got the Chelsea job. Mick Bill's a Chelsea fan. And you'll hear the same thing again if all this happens and he's linked with the Chelsea job. I couldn't turn it down. It was big and this. I'm back home in London. All the same things. It's all part of the big game. Mm. All part of the big PR game. Yeah, you do get the sense um, this is very much about his career tra- trajectory yeah. and, and his plan himself. I, that's what this is all about, really. No, well, that's fair enough. Think, he hasn't been honest with the integrity thing, and that's that's what's... Yeah, that was the one, wasn't it? That quote was... The PR fans. I mean, I've got no problem with him doing that. Fair enough. But don't say in a month, and then I, I've got integrity, loyalty, I've got something to finish here, and then jump ship that's that's what's yeah, 100%. and i think if it just said nothing and the glasgow rangers job came up and he turns around and says i couldn't turn this job down i think people would have said fair enough you know yeah whatever you go and they wouldn't be in anywhere near the, the hullabaloo that has been about it but as you say that you know when you've got people like simon jordan praising you on the radio and giles corran writing columns about you in the time saying how great it is and what a great man you are for staying and then three weeks later, you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're on the train doing interviews <laughs> around your TV and using kind of Scottish slang to show how much of a Scotsman you are. And <laughs> this is where my family live. And it just kind of gets all out of all. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm with you, Ian. Like, <laughs> I think you used the word hoodwinked earlier. Like, hmm. I feel kind of the same because, like, I don't know, you like to see, you like to think people are being truthful and honest, don't you? That's just hmm. how you live life. You like to, you know, think people aren't just you know, taking you for a ride or whatever. But this whole experience has been like, you know, it's just everything, you know, when I look back at all the things he said, all the videos I've put together of, you know, you when you've spoken to him and all the things he said, it's just so much in there that just turned out to be, I'm going to swear as well, it's just complete bullshit. It's all just like, do you know what I mean? It was, it, it was, there was so, I was looking back um, yesterday at all the like videos we've done. And so like, even I think like the most recent one we did when you spoke to him before, uh, was it Coventry? That last that was the last game, wasn't it? Yeah, for the World Cup. Um, and he's saying how much <laughs> he loves it at QPR, and you know I'm really enjoying this job, and this is you know I'm really comfortable in the role. And you're like, oh, it's just like, you know, it's maybe a lot more cynical, I think, actually, about the whole world of football. Kevin, you probably knew all this already because you've been in football for a long time, but it has made me a lot more cynical about it. I think you have to, if you're a manager, you have to be a a, a bullshitter. <laughs> Being serious. It's one of the qualities of the job. I was going to ask you about, uh, I mean, you touched on it already, but I was going to ask you about like what the qualities are that you should, should be looking for in a manager. So clearly that's one, Bull, bullshit. That's a, that's a high quality. <laughs> they all are. They all are. But you, you've got to be on the right side of it. Look, the ones <laughs> care if they're playing. And that's as, as simple as that. It's the ones who are not playing, you know, that's it. the manager's got the problem. Not the problem, but they got problems because they're knocking on his door. And then you've got to deal with that. And... Um, 
the qualities of being a manager is dealing with those with those situations. And look, we, we just take, uh, he's a good talker, isn't he? He was a uh, QPI was a good talker. He probably was a good talker with the players, not a lot, not only with the press, the players, but also with the people upstairs, the board. He was a good talker and probably told them what they wanted to hear. Mm. So qualities of a manager is, uh, Ian said it, man management is so important. So is that, a big, is that the biggest thing for you, communication? You've got to you get think? the players on side. You've got to get the players running for you, go that extra yard for you. You get that, you, you've got a chance of having a successful season. Yeah, because, I mean, so much of football nowadays is like the analysis that's done is like tactical and everything like that. But I think some something that goes under the radar sometimes is the, you know, it's in the job description manager. It's like leadership and management skills. Is that, in your experience, having played, is that like the biggest thing for you? When you look at all the like best managers you've had and the qualities they've had, is that communication side of things? Is that number one for you, do you think, in, in terms of skills you need? You've got to have leadership. I mean, I look back and Jerry Francis... You know, he had some big names there. He had Ray Wilkins playing for him, who was, you know, a more successful player than Jerry. Um, maybe not at QPR, but in general. I mean, 84 caps, AC Milan and Man United and stuff. So I remember that like, every Tuesday, you probably heard about this, Ian, but we used to do it. It's called Terror Tuesday, where we didn't even see a football. We just ran, sprinted. Only for about 20 minutes. And I remember when I was young, younger and Ray Wilkins and Anna McDonald used to come in and would be absolutely dreading it. And I think Jerry Francis was basically, you're doing it, I'm in charge, you're doing it. And that was sort of to say, look, Ray, I'm in charge. <laughs> Get on that line and run. And you have to have that sort of self-confidence and leadership skills to be able to t tell players like, you know, Ray Wilkins, Alan McDonald, Les Ferdinand. We're doing this. Get on with it. But communication is massive. I think communication is massive even now because I think the generation of footballers are a little bit softer than than the older days. And I just believe that. And I think they need more, you know, help. Not more help, but more talking to talking to them and explaining to them. Where in the old days, it was just like, there's the team sheet. You're not playing with no with no explanation why you're not playing. Unless you went and knocked on the manager's door and said, why am I not playing? I mean, I remember a good one, Cole Connolly. Remember Cole Connolly, Ian? He knocked yeah. on Jerry's door. He, he played the week before. He knocked on his... He didn't play on a Saturday. He knocked on his door and he went, um, uh, all right, Gaffer, why am I not playing? He said, you missed three chances last week. Close the door on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of it. Where it's been difficult to get away with that. To a younger player. Yeah, I think it's changed, done it? Like the, the managers you see now coming through, people like Graham Potter, I, I Gareth Southgate as well with England, them they seem to be more, I guess, a bit of a cliche, but like arm around the shoulder, a bit more. You, that's what the impression you get. Do you know what I mean? That the, the hard, kind of hardline coach, it still exists. Like I think you know lower divisions and stuff as well, but it does seem that it's not as common anymore. Um, I think. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Ian, like. I mean, what next? Like, it's not, like I said, it's not been it's not been too long since QPR were looking for a manager. So you imagine the list has changed a bit because certain managers that were probably on there have got jobs. Uh, what is it? Something they should they be looking at a Beal type manager, someone to continue that? Do you think similar? Yeah, well, be a similar brief. yeah. Is, that, is that the kind of guy they should be looking for? Well, that's what the football clubs that 
I've had success to. They have like a well, use the word succession program. So I, I know Brighton, for example, were always looking for Graham Potter's replacement. Yeah, fully expecting there's a chance we might lose Graham Potter. So you're looking around to see you know who's available, who might be the next one to come through. Um, I mean, Kip aren't advanced financially as as, as Brighton are, and they, and to be fair, they probably didn't think. No one expects to lose their coach after sort of four and a half months in charge. Um, but, but, but I mean, as I say, there will be agents contacting QPR. There'll be, you know, you'll start to see names leaking on various newspaper websites and other non-reputable sites about, you know, not West London sport, of potential managers that could be interested in a job or linked with the job. That's how it works. I mean, I, I I've had it a few times this year as well. People come to me with emails from not West London clubs, just saying, "Can you get something to someone that might be able to help my client get their name out?" And that's how it works: getting the names out. Mm. There's plenty of managers out at work. Try and get the fans on side. Oh, it'd be yeah. good. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, their, yeah, obviously, yeah, they, I mean, one you know, one good thing to come out of Bill going is you know they they've trousered one point five million pounds in compensation for a bloke that's been there for five minutes and they're not had to pay him off to leave they've been remunerated by that so they've got some you know they've got some money for him um so obviously you, you kind of think that you want to be getting a manager that's out of work at the moment or available a free agent um instead of having to pay compensation to someone else to get their manager so i mean the two obvious ones that stick out will be um i quite like the guy who was at wigan Liam Richardson, I thought he did Liam a really Richard, good job yeah. there. I thought mm, he did a good job at Wigan. I was impressed with the way Wigan set up when they played QPR. I thought they they looked decent. He got them promoted last year, and he he's the number one. He signed a new was it three and a half year deal, and then about a month later they sacked. Yeah, <laughs> sacked I mean, him. Again, it just proves it. Law is a two way thing. You know, you can't yeah. criticize a manager for being disloyal, and you know you see that sort of thing happening. The managers getting punted. Yeah, what's and... the you know, I'm sure Chris Wilder's name will be, will crop up. I not I like Chris Wilder. I think he's a really good manager. I'm not sure he's the right fit for what QPR are. Um, and you know, uh, he's not sure he wants to work with the director of football either. From reading between the lines, at, um, what happened at Middlesbrough. So, and then a man you could probably speak more fluently on Neil Critchley, the former Blackpool manager who replaced Bill at Villa before Gerard got the punt. Um, yeah, so no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the kind of guys, but it does seem that for you know the the age of the older football manager is sort of going out of big, isn't it? It's very much the kind of young ex academy coaches. I think um, it's the model. It's the model yeah. of the director of football in charge of all football related off the pitch, like man, like transfers, and then you've got, you have a an on field manager or coach. That's the way football models going at the moment. So the the, the yeah, idea of having a manager who's in charge of everything. I think those days are, 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 mm. are getting few and far between. Yeah, I'm probably quite right as well. Well, the, yeah. the, the thing about the the thing about the manager situation and and in charge is once you get a manager in and he signs loads of players, and then six months later he gets sacked, and then the new manager comes in and goes, "I don't want these players," and you have a big mm. turnover of players and it costs loads of money. And I think that's that's one of the biggest reasons of it is. You have you now have a director of football 
He signs the players with the recruitment, gives those players to the manager when he comes. There's your players. And then they have a, a discussion. What do you think you need? I might need a right back. I need an attacking midfielder. Goes back to the recruitment. These are the players that we think are to what you want and available and in our budget. And you go from there. I mean, talking to Neil Critchley, that's how it worked at Blackpool. We have a you know director, CEO, sort of deals with that side of things. And then he's, he, I think his title was head coach. And then he's the one who's like coaching the team and focusing on that side of things. But yeah, I mean, Chelsea Critchley on West London Sport have reported that he's uh, he's a name that they're, they're considering. I mean, it's strange because like, no, no one's ever really found out why he left Blackpool. Like, I know, Kev, you're probably going to make a joke here about why well, he leave Blackpool. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's, it's strange because I think a lot of people looked at that and thought that's like a really odd thing to do because you know, I know Blackpool's not the best job, but he's a decent job. He, you know, the fans loved him and he'd done a really good job the first year of the championship and then he leaves for the number two job at Villa, which obviously was vacated by Nick Beale. It just goes you how things how quickly well, maybe, things can change in football and how strange maybe, football is that uh, you know it's all that goes around in a circle and maybe they doubled his wages or tripled his wages yeah well, that that's the cynical view isn't it that it was yeah. just, just about it's, money which it could be he wasn't a player so it's not like he earned the money from that Kev. is that cynical would you move to east london sport for three times the money <laughs> i don't think there is one <laughs> let's set one up it is cynical this is this is what happens it's the facts but no, I think I mean that that's that's an argument, isn't it? Because he wasn't a player, so he wouldn't have had the playing career money behind him. So, but it's a strange one that he gave up a managerial job to go to a number two job, and yeah. that, that's a bit leaves a bit of doubt. But I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic coach. Don't get me wrong; he re he really is. Like the job he did at Blackpool, like when we started, he he was looking like he might get the sack because um, he was trying to play quite an open kind of attacking style of football, and then he decided that he'd quickly change things because it wasn't working and. Like, I know, like, I see a few couple of fans saying, like, oh, like, not sure his style of play suits our team. Like, so he played like 4 4 2. But I, like, if he gets a job, I wouldn't read too much into that because I think he's his big quality is that he's very pragmatic. Like, he kind of deals with the task at hand and he just focuses on getting the best out of the players he's got. So I don't I think, think he's like necessarily going to, and like, Blackpool are going to be less favourites, a lot less than QPR are in, in games this season in the championship. So I, don't, I wouldn't read too much into that. Whatever manager comes in at QPR, He'll assess the players. He'll watch loads of videos of the previous games. And he ain't going to try and change the style and say, I'm going to go now long ball. Because QPR ain't going to no. that Because he did that bit of Blackpool, like, you know. But that, that's, I think that's just the job at hand. It's like, we've got to win games. We're not, you know, we're one of the favourites for relegation. It's just what you do, isn't it? So any Whereas QPR, player, everyone knows, get Willock and Chair on the ball. That's, 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 that's the way you win right. games. And don't concede any goals. Yeah. <laughs> no, but get I'm better at set pieces. If any of us took over a QPR, you're not going to change the style of football. Oh, yeah. You know what, what the team is. The, the, the blueprint's there, isn't it? The format. It's, the there. it's there for you. I mean, if we've done an, our, our first 11, everyone fit our first 11, there wouldn't be much difference between our first 11 and your mine, Ian's, and yours. Yeah, just be like, be the centre mid is the only debate, really, isn't it? We might have a discussion about who you, who's going to be in the three of the centre mid and who's going to play centre half. Other than yeah. that, the team picks itself. So I don't think whoever comes in ain't going to be like rocket science. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, just keep it going and what how it is. I think no, exactly. um, I think somewhere along those lines as well because again, Bill's knowledge of the academy sort of um, systems, for want of a better word, 
that helps getting the Ethan Lairds, the Tim and Rubiums in. So someone like a Critchley, also from that similar background. I know at Blackpool last year, they had some good low knees that did a, did a good job for them. You know, who knows if QPR lose Laird and Rubinum in January because their clubs recall them for, for whatever reason. Having someone that knows, yes, actually, oh, there's a there's a you know a kid at Liverpool who, yeah, know, he's very you know much I mean? that. That was that there's, was there's his bigger that. I mean, that, part of the recruitment of Blackpool was that. You know, when you're when you're dealing with a tight budget, that's sort of what you need to have. You need um, to have that. I mean, knowledge. This, and his contacts, really. I mean, we're talking about yeah. so Bill knew about Tim from being at Aston Villa. There's your connection there. Now, Critchley yeah. probably speaks to people at Liverpool all the time. And they'll yeah. ring him up. We need a young lad. He needs to go out and loan it. He'd be perfect for QPR. Then that's that would be Critchley's decision at Blackpool. Okay, we'll take him. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's more connections. It's not like oh they're watching academy football every week because they're not. It's more like connections. He's available yeah. at home. Tim, you know him from Aston Villa. Yeah, you get on with him. Yeah, perfect. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Tim in um, in January, whether. Uh, Goes back to Aston mm. Villa, gets in there, gets in their squad, and Laird. Yeah, because they've got a new manager, and obviously yeah. QPR Beal's gone. So there's a lot there that could potentially, you know, so hopefully a, not because he's been really good. I think Laird would be, Laird would be a big miss, really big miss. Yeah, mm. I think it depends if they sell Wan Bissaka, doesn't it? That seems to be the one that that could probably yeah. problem for QPR because they're trying to get him out because obviously Ten Hag doesn't fancy him. But yeah, that's that's an interesting. Oh, I'd be that pro- side of things. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if Laird is called. To be honest, he's do, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's doing so well at QPR and he's getting regular first he's team playing, every week. Which he ain't going to get at United, is he? You he's know, not going to get had a run of games so. like this in his career. He's had injuries and that, so he's playing regularly. And I think, you know, from a long term point of view for United, he's better off having a season at QPR where he he plays 30, 30 to forty games. You know, instead of going back and sitting back on their on their bench. That's, that's how I think mm. that will play out. Um, with Rubenham, I mean, again, if Neil Critchley wants to get the job, he's just he's just left Villa, isn't he? So he's got yeah. contacts there to, to sort of say, well, um, so we'll see. Exactly. So, I mean, because the reason these clubs loan their players out is the players to get games. They want them to play. You know, new manager will come in and say, I want to have a look at them. But if they're playing week in, week out elsewhere, then you what, what better place to get a look at them properly? Um, yeah, and Villa have sent people down to um, I know that, quite uh, watch Peruvian. Yeah, Mila Yednek, who's the That's head of it, loans yeah. for the Villa East. I've seen him three or four times this season watching him. So they are watching him. They know what they're seeing. But um, So we shall see on that. But but I mean, there's a lot of you know conjecture out there. Our Bill's leaving. That means that we're going to lose Kenneth Powell. Absolutely. You know, nonsense. It's, We're already sworn, mate. You know, <laughs> go, at, the end, end of the day, at the end of the day, Clubs lose their managers all the time. It shouldn't derail QPR season. It's a blow. It's disappointing and it's annoying. But it's it's happened during a break, which probably does help a little bit. Um, you know, I, I the, 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 the the gauge I was getting yesterday when I was down there for the the Livingston friendly was that it'd be unlikely there's a there's a manager in by the Burnley game. So I'd imagine you'll see Paul okay. Hall. In charge with it, it just is hard, isn't it? You know, it, it, to get a new manager in and the contracts, and then yeah, so like what's that. it now? 12, 12 days since to yeah. Burnley, so um, it's not. I, might, I may be completely wrong on that, I may be completely wrong on that, and they might have someone in play by the end of the, the end of the week, but um, you know, I think I think they're reeling a little bit, I think they are. <laughs> it's um, not an avenue they thought they'd have to explore this season, 
but you know these things happen in football and you know but you know no one man's bigger than a club and as kev said earlier on manager shouldn't be holding the club to ransom and yeah in many ways it's probably good he has gone thinking about it because you know the, the if he's been well, linked with everything down down the line, it? it's Sorry? happened now it would have happened down the line yeah just happened now so it was going to happen because he was that's the way he that's the, what he wants to do so it's happened now we move on we we, we get we move on right now instead of six yeah. months down the line because i'm sure if grand potter carries on like this he'll be under pressure mick bill would have been linked with that job and Jurgen Klopp's under pressure. He'd have been linked with that job as well because it's just some every club he's worked for. He's linked to be their manager. So I know his reputation. That's what I say. I know his reputation is obviously very high, but I am surprised at how much, he, how many jobs he's been linked with and how high his stock is. Like I expect okay. him to be linked with some jobs, but he, I mean, he's done a fantastic job of building his his reputation. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. and that could be, that would probably be his agent doing that. Right, he says he doesn't have any representatives, which I mean, which I struggle to believe because he's everywhere. He's doing it on his own, though. Yeah, he must be a busy man. <laughs> it was quite interesting that um, the, the head of Rangers, the chairman of Rangers, saying best of luck to to Michael and uh, Ross Simpson. So the gauge there is this is the, 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 the sporting director at Rangers, Ross Simpson, who's very tight with Bill. Hmm. So yeah, he's I, I don't got think, links there. I, any that I don't think to his advantage. I don't think it's a unanimous call from everyone at, at Rangers for him to get the job. I think they they were looking elsewhere. But you know he's very tight with the sporting director there, and we all know how football works, networks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it'd be interesting to see what he does up there. But um, but yes, we don't have to talk about him ever again. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it for after this. Yeah, I mean, like I was talking, Critchie. Yeah. Critchley seems to be the kind of continuity candidate, the one who's, you know, he's worked on a tight budget, which he'll have to do at QPR and the whole academy links that we've just spoken about. So he, that's the way it seems like he's being viewed. But anyway, let us know what uh, what you think if you're watching um, about Beale's exit. Um, but keep it clean, obviously. Uh, I don't have to moderate the comments too much. Um, and let us know what you think about who should be in line for the job now and what you kind of want to see from the next manager and do make sure you leave a like and subscribe as well if you're watching the video and if you're listening to us um do follow our feed so you get up to date with the uh, with the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again soon hopefully well maybe not quite when they've got a new manager but hopefully with uh with a bit more news on that front so thanks for watching and listening